Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Money will definitely be made this weekend, especially if you're gambling on the big game. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody hanging out here on 670 The Score. And of course, if you're interested in seeing the big game here in Chicago, specifically in Old Town, you can check out Benchmark. That's where 670 The Score is going to be at. Circus Sports Illinois will be there as well. Mullion Hall, Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi, Parkinson, Spiegel. They're going to be broadcasting live from 12 to 3. Getting you ready for the big game between Kansas City and San Fran. But here's the deal. So you can go. You can show up. Pull up to the door. You VIP. Just tap the bouncer on the shoulder and say, man, I got, I'm got. i on the I'm on the list. And when he turns around and says, what list? Then, then you pull out a hunt. Show him that you have $100 in your Circus Sports Illinois app. And then you get let right in. Uh, doors open at noon. There's going to be live entertainment. Uh, also, game day bites. You can go to CircusSports.com to sign up for the invite and to get more info. And maybe to give us a little bit more info on a circle as a whole and how things are going out there in Vegas in the present. Joining us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline is Mike Palm. Of course, Mike Palm, the vice president of operations for a handful of things, including Circa Sports Illinois, CircaLasVegas.com. Check out the website. Mike, good evening. Welcome to the show. Hi, Gabe. Hi, Mike. How are you? Yeah, I would definitely recommend if you want to go to Benchmark on Sunday, to, to go to the website at RSVP because obviously at a certain point they're going to reach capacity. Last I looked this morning, they were like at 230, and I think they can get about 275 in there. So RSVP, when you get to the door, show your app with $100 loaded, and uh, you're in. And it'll be ready to go. Now, uh, Mike, obviously you're, I'm assuming you're out there in Las Vegas, right? I am. I'm uh, right here at Circa in downtown Las Vegas. Okay. T- talk to me about the energy. How's it feeling right now? Getting a little bit closer to the big game. Yeah, you know, Vegas has been sold out to the last 40 Super Bowls, even though none of them have been here. But uh, having it here for the very first time really created a lot of energy starting on Monday this week. So, so many media and celebrities in town uh, all week long. I've done so many different hits, so many different shows, and, and met so many different great people. The LIV Golf Tour had their celebrity event also this week, and they had their kickoff uh, cocktail party up at Legacy Club here at Circa. Barry's uh, Downtown Prime is just packed with big names every night. Joe Montana uh, there the other night. I hear Tom Brady's coming tonight. I know I'm having dinner there. Maybe they'll seat me next to him, but... Uh, yeah, it's a tremendous energy. I think everyone coming in has been very impressed. The NFL, the media. I mean, Vegas is built for a Super Bowl. we got more hotel rooms than anybody, more five-star restaurants, world-class entertainment. Uh, I mean, 
the city is pretty easy to get around in. Allegiance right across from uh, four or five of the Strip Hotel. So, you know, the convenience. I know when they go to Dallas, they go to L.A., you got to go. It takes you two hours to go here and go there. So I really think Vegas will be part of a regular rotation after this year. Maybe every three or four years we'll get the big game. Yeah, you put that pretty well. Las Vegas, considering <laughs> what the Super Bowl has become, Las Vegas is absolutely – made to host a Super Bowl because you got everything you want there in terms of the entertainment, already a place that a lot of those celebs go as it is, so that is that is very well put. What's the the feel in terms of the favorite? There's got to be a favorite in that town between these two teams in terms of the enthusiasm of the fan bases or the colors that you have seen uh, throughout the week. Yeah, well, red's the common identifier, right? <laughs> but so – a narrative early this week was, was this going to be a 49ers home game? Because Monday night they had the opening night at Allegiant. They kind of did a team introductions. And there were 10 times as many 49er fans as there were Chiefs there. on Mon- Chiefs fan on Monday. And people got to say, do you think this is going to be a home for their home advantage for San Francisco? I said, I don't see it because the Chiefs travel so well to Vegas every year when they play the Raiders. I mean, they take over. Allegiance to see red stadium swim here at circuit. See your red sports books to see your red. So I think we're starting to see it balance out. We had a big pep rally last night at stadium swim with a little chilly uh, in the forties for our standards, but uh, boy, it was probably five to one chiefs fans last night. So I think it's going to be a uh, pretty well balanced. If you ask me the number of tickets that are going to be written on the game, probably a lot more are taking the chiefs with the points or the chiefs to win. And and basically, people don't want to go against Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Smart, it's a smart thing to do. We're talking to Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circa, uh, out in Las Vegas. Uh, Mike, when I'm, I, I I look at this game, and I think a lot of people when they're looking for touchdown props, right? Like a lot of times, people try to shy away from the big names because they think ah, everybody's betting those, and it's probably going to be you know some obscure person. Do you believe in that philosophy as well, or or are you like, hey man, I'm gonna take the guy I like? Because I think he's going to score because it's the big game. Well, I try to find a price, too. I'm a sucker for that. But um, uh, there are some props I bet that are even money props. There are some props I bet that are, you know, small. You can say the favorite. And then I try to take a few shots here and there. It's interesting because as a bookmaker, one of the most fun parts of the Super Bowl is putting out the props. First of all, coming up with the different crazy props. And then watching how people bet them. Like, People are drawn to, to more obscure props. Like, will there be um, more more than two and a half players to attempt the pass? They heavily bet yes on that. Will an offensive lineman score a touchdown? Those are, you know, big plus prices. Yes. Um, uh, will, we even have one, will somebody complete a pass to themselves, like Lamar Jackson did in the AFC Championship game? That was 75-1. to 1. I think it's down to 55-1 to because they're, cause they're, they're betting, betting that, too. Interesting on the player prop side, and, and it, it, you know, you've got Kelsey and, of course, the whole Taylor Swift story, and then the 49ers have all these offensive weapons, right? So first touchdown, anytime touchdown, MVP betting. Hey, if you'd asked me on Monday which player will have the most tickets written on their props, I would have said Kelsey, right, because of the tremendous effect Taylor Swift has had. It's actually Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback for the 49ers. And, you know, his wife's pretty famous, too. She's got that clothing line. Uh, endorsed by the NFL, so maybe she's a bigger story than Taylor will be this weekend. Wow that that would be that that would be an upset <laughs> right there. That would be a massive, and I mean in all sorts of of different ways. Um, love the props. 
They're fun. I'm definitely going to look through a bunch of those just for the fun of it. But let's get serious here. Who is uh, who's winning MVP of this Super Bowl? Well, so so the, the, my theory starts with if 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 it's a Chief on the offensive side of the ball, it's it's got to be Mahomes to me. Now Kelsey, we opened twenty to one. He's down to eight to one. I saw him down to six to one in some places. Mm. Um, but I just don't think you can wrestle away from Mahomes because they've given it to him the two times they won, and he didn't have great games by his standards. It's tough to get a defensive player. What's a defensive player got to do? Have uh, a couple uh, sacks. Pick two, six. Sacks, <laughs> right. Pick six, sacks, yes. Two interceptions. You know, Larry Brown with the Cowboys. Yeah. Where Donald right between the numbers twice. On the 49ers side, it's really interesting because I think an offensive player not named Brock Purdy could win it because of his stature, right? I don't know why they hate this guy. I mean, I'm from <laughs> Iowa. He started 47 games in eight. Uh, what's really not to like about him? But there's so much hate. He's, why why is, would this kid be so polarizing? But McCaffrey, I mean, McCaffrey's an interesting choice. Uh, you know, McCaffrey in, in a lot of years might have won MVP of the league. Um, I don't like Ayuk because I think that the, the the Chiefs defend very well on the outside. Kittle might be an un, un you know unheralded name because in most games he's the best tight end, but he's getting overshadowed by Kelsey here. Um, so it's an interesting thought. Like if if you're six weeks before the end of the season and you think you know the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, it was obviously a better bet to bet Mahomes to be. MVP of the Super Bowl than the bet the Chiefs by price, right? But now that you get down to it and the quarterbacks are so short, um, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. So you got to try to find him. By the way, Juszczyk, uh we opened him 500 to 1. He's down to 300 to 1 for MVP. <laughs> I'm sure some people are taking that long shot bet. We're talking to Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations for Circus Sports here on 670 The Score, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. All right, uh, Mike, do you make parlay bets? And if not, why don't you like to make money? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because we offer the cross-board parlays, right, where you can you can do props or or just straight bets on this game along with NBA games, college basketball games, or, or hockey, which all play early in the day, right, to get out of the way of the Super Bowl. It's disappointing because our nights usually always play early, 9 a.m. Pacific time on this day, but we don't have them this year. The Blues are in the early game. Um, I parlay – when I'm using big favorites, like I like to do tennis parlays. Uh, I, I sometimes do NBA money line parlays, things that I don't really do it in football because the NFL market, I mean, the, the total in the side, it's, it's the most liquid market there is. It's just, you know, there's so much action that you get to the right number. So there's, there's not a lot out there where there's a tremendous amount of value. Um, you could argue in this game, for the 49ers lane two is a great value because if you would have made this look ahead line for the Super Bowl, let's say going into Christmas weekend, right? Before they discombobulated at home against the John, the uh, Ravens on Christmas night, they would probably have been a touchdown favorite against the chiefs. They lost that game. And then they've had to come from behind in both playoff games. So they've been downgraded a little run defense. Hasn't been great. Both green Bay and Detroit who are good running teams ran the ball effectively against them. All Kansas City, who's by far the worst offensive team Andy Reid's ever taken in the Super Bowl and, and almost every metric, has done is played like perfect football. No mistakes. No turnovers. No sacks. I mean, very few holding penalties. So they're playing perfect, and they're relying on their defense, which is very good, which is actually the strength of their team and especially their pass defense. So you could argue there's a lot of value in that, too. 
is there really a five-point difference between what would it have been six weeks ago and now? Did we really downgrade San Francisco that much and Kansas City up that much? So there's an argument to be made that there's value in just laying the two with San Francisco, or if you can find the money line, maybe minus 125, minus 130. Hmm. Mike, I... I heard you. I heard you when you bet uh, the Niners. Oh, sorry. The, no, no, I, heard. I, I heard that. I heard that. That was heard for sure. What I heard though was the angst about Brock Purdy. What? Why does everybody hate Brock Purdy? Why is he polarizing? You got me thinking about that now because he kind of is. Of course, like people resented the fact that he was in the MVP conversation. And I guess the theory is Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, Kittle, you know, the, having so much talent around him and that he's a system quarterback. But it definitely is an interesting psychology on fandom in the NFL outside of San Francisco, I assume. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the game managers become the big term, right? Yeah, that's right now, Sure. Yeah. The Brad Johnson. Uh, he's a Trent Dilfer, you know, don't make mistakes, uh-huh. but he's more than that. And I think, you know, these two teams played four years ago in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs rallied the fourth quarter to win. Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback then. I think Kyle Shanahan trusts Brock Purdy a lot more um, to make plays down the field than he trusted uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I will say one thing about Purdy, if you want, you want to make a negative argument in terms of handicapping the game, he is just a flat six foot, which is, is, is short for a quarterback. And Think about this. You know, Allegiant Stadium is unique in that, you know, the Raiders play on a natural grass field, which they grow outside the stadium. When they play college football games, it's played eight feet lower. Eight feet lower the field is than for the NFL games because they wheel that grass in. The turf for college is eight feet lower. It rained for four straight nights here. We were all starting to build arcs from Sunday night until um, yesterday around 10 a.m. It rained. And rained and rained. And that grass was outside, outside of Allegiant. So that grass got soaked. Now, they installed it yesterday. Is it going to be soft? Is it going to be a little muddy? If, if it is, that actually shrinks him even more oh, as a quarterback. Oh, and with man. the outside, outside pass rush of the Chiefs, could that be a factor? And then people, of course, go back to Christmas night when he kind of – it was like a – you know, it, it was a snowball rolling down the hill that got away from him. Once he threw the second pick, then the third and the fourth and – People say, oh, what if he blows up? What and then they have no chance of winning. So I get some of the narratives, but this Mr. Irrelevant is so false. The guy started 47 games in eight. He had plenty of experience. If he'd have been drafted in the third round, we wouldn't be hearing any of this nonsense. Yeah, wouldn't be hearing any of it at all. But you know what? We're going to be watching incessantly because this is what we do on Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. We watch. We make bets. We pull out our Circa app. We make sure we you know, try to make, have the most fun responsibly as possible. And, uh, and and really just enjoy our time, man. And you guys are definitely helping us out with that. Uh, and, again, I mean, you can you can actually go to Benchmark, hang out with the Circa Illinois team. Just make sure you have $100 in your app, 670 to score. We're going to be broadcasting live from 12 to 3. Danny Parkins, Bernstein and Holmes, Mully and Hall, the whole crew. Gabriel, oh, no, no, no. no. We're, 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 right. we're not we invited, other, guys. we got other we're, stuff going on. We're, we're, yeah. we're, doing our, we're doing a special Circa party <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> hey, Mike, I appreciate you hanging out with us, man. And we look forward to meeting you at Circa one day soon. I'm tempted to fly in just to hang out with Molly and Ha this weekend, but I got uh, we got six parties here to to worry about. <laughs> I can imagine. That's a good hang, though. Get Molly and Ha is a good hang. I'm gonna tell you right yeah, now, especially right. after especially you after 10 a.m. <laughs>
I spent some I spent I spent some long nights at Bar Canada at the D with him. They're a hell of a hang. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't have to tell you. Mike, appreciate it. Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations for Circus Sports. Great stuff as always. Know he's gonna have a blast out there. And then again, man, I just can't say it enough. If you have the Circus app, you don't have the Circus app, download it. Come hang out with the fellows somewhere to watch the game. As mentioned, you know, bites are included. People are going to be there, so it should be some some really good stuff. He shrunk Brock Purdy. That was incredible what he did with him. I guess that's gambling. That's the way you got to think about that's things. Gambling. Um, Gordy, I want to talk about because you know some people would say you know like they're not afraid of Brock Purdy, right? Not afraid of the San Francisco 49ers. I feel that Niners clearly not afraid of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know who's afraid of the Kansas City Chiefs? The Buffalo Bills. Totally, and I got in the playoffs. In the why are you so defensive? They beat them three times in a row in the regular season. There you go. I'm just saying. I'm sure they think that. that I'm sure they're the big bad wolf. I help. wouldn't care what I did in the pre regular season. Was I able to hoist the trophy? Here's what I love to do. I want to open. I want to open the phone lines. Tyler Ferengal producing today. He who loves and is defending. What were we just Josh Allen. Josh Allen and the Bills. Yeah. He who loves the Bills. Um, he is going to be answering. You say my short-term memory is bad. Man. <laughs> well, this is like live, live, really live radio. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just did. yeah, that wasn't even just, short-term memory. I didn't even want to go back in my brain. I figured I'd just ask. <laughs> that was train of thought. <laughs> that that's just, all that yeah, was. That's all that was. Yeah. So here's what I would love to have happen. I would say if you're looking at the Chicago Bears, Grody, who is a team that you think the Bears are fearful of? I don't think it's the Packers because I think they always think they could beat the Packers. I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that when the Eagles come to town, when the Eagles are rolling around, like the Bears never feel like, oh, we got this. It's a team that 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 we are fearful of. I am and the fan base. And what and I realize that there are a lot of teams like that. Not just in football. Baseball, if you're a Cubs fan, Sox fan, you know, Bulls fan, maybe the team that bugged you in the nineties, one that you were always you didn't feel like you were ready to face. We're going to talk about that on the other side, but I'm curious if, if you can, if any teams come to mind for you when you think about your favorite teams and what teams you hate playing because there's a level of fear there for them. What is that team for you? 312-644-6767. We'll take your phone calls as to what those teams are. We're going to hear Mark Grody's teams. I got a couple of teams. Tyler, we already know it's the Kansas City Chiefs because he loves the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Um, just learned tonight. We're gonna we're gonna take your phone calls so fast to that microphone, man, and discuss it next. The team that you are afraid of, scared to face. Uh, what is your team, and what is the team you're afraid to face? I will do that on the other side. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody. It's Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. My Sharona. Gabe and Grody, right here on 670 to score, hanging out on a Friday, looking at people's family pictures and stuff, just doing whatever we want. I want to say quickly, um, if you've gone to any Bulls game, any Blackhawks game, and visited Palace Grill over there, 1408 West Madison, it's a place that I've been going to for over a decade, and... They had a really big fire at their place. You can you you can think of it, Groats. Think east of Ashland, on the north side of Madison. It's a black and white place. Has like black hawks, you know, garb on the outside. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's at? I know exactly. I oh, was there. Okay. I oh, in sorry, August. Yeah, you were typecasting me. You're no, like, Grody I didn't go there. <laughs> Not that's actually a place where I would expect you to go. <laughs> that's why I was surprised you didn't know where I was talking about. No, when I went and saw. <clears throat> Kanye West in, it was like... Thursday? You went to go see him yesterday? No, 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 no. This was like in the summer. Oh. It was in the summer. And I can't even think of the name of the play. It was like an old warehouse where he played that was transformed into a concert hall. Can't think of the name of it. But Radius. That's it. Gotcha. We saw Kanye there and a couple other acts and then went over there to eat right afterwards. So George is probably one of the nicest people ever. Just a great guy. He's one of the owners. His daughter, Christine, I mean, they're just, just great people. And I used to go there just all the time. And he just, he's just such a good dude. So the fact that his, the place went up in flames uh, the other day, and so I know the family's struggling with it. They've owned it since 1955. Wow. So quite some time. So, you know, again, man, if, you're, if, you, if you know that place, you know, just kind of know that that's what's going on with it in the present. Is it, do you know <clears throat> if they are going to be able to reestablish it? No idea as of right now. Don't know what the word is? Okay. No idea as of right now. Shout out for sure. Yeah, I've seen the things. Just wanted to show them some love. You know, obviously a lot of sports fans here go to there. (laughs) It's a great place. Try to uh, marry the two right there. Uh, Again, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on 670 The Score. We were talking before the break about teams that instilled fear in you. Um, You know, depending upon who you were. I, I got from the 630. As a Sox fan, it doesn't matter how good or bad they are, the A's. Yes. Great one. The Oakland A's, like you can travel out there. They can come over here. It just does not matter. The Oakland A's, like you want to say Houston, but you won, you won the World Series against them. As of late, they've been crushing you. But it's the Oakland A's for like decades. You think about like the big bad wolf, and it is the Oakland A's if you're, if you're a member of the White Sox fan. Especially on those road trips out west. I mean, you could say that about a lot of teams yeah. that the Sox play on those west coast trips. But, yes, Strange things have always happened to the White Sox against the Oakland A's, whether on the road or at home. If you're a Bulls fan of the 2010s, you would say it's LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's even... Or 20... Miami. LeBron James and Miami. Pretty good. Pretty good. 
I would say, yeah. Miami, I really didn't. It was like the, the Dwayne Wade Miami teams tough. were more devastating. I'm going to get to yours, Gross, because I know you're going to take us back on a, on a little tour. They're on memory lane. Definitely do that. Yeah. But before we do that, let's take a call. Cheers. Let's go to Derek from Markham. Derek. Derek, welcome to the show. Derek. Yeah, I love your show, man. You're, you're talking about the NFL and the Bears and their division, man. I'm telling you, I'm still scared of them damn Green Bay Packers. <laughs> you know, reason being is that the Bears should have beat Detroit twice this year. And they, and if they would have beat, what was that, Denver? That's yeah. three games they should have won. Could have been. But them damn. Go ahead. But them Packers. Dumb damn, dumb damn Packers, man. <laughs> and that quarterback they got, man, he's ascending, man. He 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 he's gonna wreak havoc on on that division. Yeah, and you know what, Derek? It uh, it's definitely a reason to be fearful in the future too. Derek got the answer. That's the answer. Like when I think about teams that I fear, I'm, are you are you fearful of the Packers though? I mean, how, dude? Let's just start with. Just as a jumping off point, <laughs> the Packers have won 10 straight games against the Chicago Bears. How are you not a, scared of that? It's a jumping off point. And it's more can, hate than fear, that's why. No, but Gabe, it's it's losing to that team. So losing, I fear losing. Dude, yeah. think about this year. They started the season and ended the season with getting blown out and embarrassed by the Green Bay Packers. Book and in their season. Yeah, there it is. Jenks. Jinx. Yeah. Buy me a Coke. Diet Coke. Diet Coke. <laughs> Diet Pepsi, apparently. I gave Gertie a Diet Pepsi because he drinks Diet Coke before every show. Didn't even open it. Well, not yet because I had opened this LaCroix first because I thought I had to settle for sparkling. <laughs> not while I'm around. So now I'll get this. Well, how much time we got left to show? Oh, it's getting, it's getting pretty warm, though, too, here. It was warm, bro. It was in my locker. Okay. Dude, you're bougie, bro. Oh, I am bougie. It was warm. <laughs> I am bougie. Let me guess. Are you trying to manipulate me into going yeah, to get you some ice? Yeah, I saw that coming around. <laughs> Let's get saw some that ice coming around. Let's go to Dave out on the northwest side. Dave, Dave. Teams you're fearful of. What's the team you like? What's the team you're fearful of? Watch this. Here's watch this. Let's, I'm not a sack fan. Let's get this over right away. Uh, Minnesota Twins. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's great. Five. All right. Now watch this. Blackhawks. Minnesota North Stars. Oh, you're going back a little bit. Yes. Well, uh, Cubs uh, just got to be the Brewers. Just can't get over that hope. Well, watch this. Now we got the manager. So now we're going to be better. I don't think so. We'll see how that'll work out. All right, now let's go to the Bulls. Detroit Pistons. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, the Pistons in, in the, the 90s. In the late, or 80, no, no, late, late 80s. 80s, 80s, 80s. 80s. Well, and then 90, 91. As, didn't we talk about that the other but night? But they swept them. They swept them, yes. Yeah. You reminded me of that. I had forgotten that that was – I knew they embarrassed them, and they embarrassed themselves, the Pistons, walking off the floor like they did. But I had forgotten that that was a, a what, complete sweep. For the Cubs, would you say it would be the, the – because I don't want to talk about your rival. I understand. You right? want to do a little more creative. Yeah. I don't I'll, okay. I'll give you one of those from my lifetime. Kay. Okay. Okay. Uh, the back kids. Let me take you back a little bit. Here, <laughs> I told you you're going to take us down memory lane. Oh, I, I knew it. I knew I, it. I, because it's a happy place. It's such it a happy is. place. Because I lived, I was a small child in an era 
where the Bears dominated the Green Bay Packers, oh. and the Packers were an afterthought, and they were just this really awful team. Ugly they green really, and can, yellow. Can you imagine that? Like people listening, like if you're 30 or younger listening, or maybe 38 or younger, like you don't remember a time when the like the Packers were just okay. Like we're just gonna kind of kick these guys off of our, they're stuck hmm. to the bottom of our foot. So the team in the 80s that I hated because this is pure fan. Mark Grody. Well, I did hate the Packers because that's yeah. just sort of part of the thing. It was the team that I feared in the spirit of your question, because that's more of it, right? Yeah. Like feared? The Minnesota Vikings. The purple people eaters? They were scary because they were the runner-up often to the Bears mm. in the division, and they were the only legitimate threat in that division. Do you realize that back in the 80s, kids, the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were part of right. the NFC Central and they Which were makes sense. a Tampa simple that yeah, they're, 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 of <laughs> course, geographically perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa Bay, oh yeah, put them in the Central. And that that was an automatic two wins every year and a trip to Tampa Bay. That's what it meant to those teams in the yeah. division. Green Bay was a joke. Detroit was God awful. And so Minnesota, when I was growing up, was the only team that was a threat, and they were a legitimate threat for mm. sure. They were a very talented team that was held back by the Bears in the 80s, just the way the Bears, the Bulls held back the Knicks in the 90s. Yeah, I could see that happening, especially with, with those teams, and you're just looking at them. And obviously, if you grew up in a different time when those teams were terrible, and you get the luxury of you know having seen them do that, and now it just probably feels even more icky than it ever has. That's got to feel gross. I'm trying to think in my bullsdom, like teams that I didn't like to face because I was fearful of them. Yeah. If I'm thinking of like Derrick Rose, you know, like lengthy defenders, can't really. I, LeBron just keeps popping into my head. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like like who else outside easy, of that. Lakers but, are not really, you didn't, didn't, they weren't like the Yankees. Like who was the. It felt like the Bulls were chasing too much, like to really do that exercise. Like, yeah. like was there a threat? Even let's just say in the division at that time, like, like during Milwaukee, those uh, was like the Pacers, the Pacers. I guess like the Rick Smiths, Dale Davis, Anthony Davis, kind of okay. Like okay, Pacers, kind of you know you didn't you didn't necessarily want to right. go up against them. Like you have to go back, like with the Pacers, of course, the Reggie Miller era. Right, that was that's a good one for that for me. Trim- I did fear, like, what was it, Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. What year? 97? Yeah, 98, something like that. Like, that was – I don't remember if you and I were talking about this on the air or off the air the other day, but there there, there was scary moments in the Bulls – in, in the be, those best-of-five series. Mm-hmm. There were some teams, Yeah, we were talking about the Bullets, the Washington Bullets. Yeah, Bullets won a game against the – Chris Webber and, uh, and uh, Jawan Howard. Yeah, the Alonzo Morning Miami Heat – Back then, we're a yeah. little bit of a pain in the ass. The Orlando Magic. Larry Johnson, Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> so good. Like, they really weren't a threat to the Bulls, but they were scary. Yeah. Like, they had, there was a fear factor with those teams. That's kind of the spirit of the question. Thank you, Gertie. Uh, I'm going to Scott's a farmer, Pat, from Arlington Heights. So, it's, it's just the Packers for you, huh, Pat? Yes, I'd definitely say Aaron Rodgers, specifically in the Packers. you got to beat him sometime this uh but uh, actually, Arlington, Illinois, let's get it correct. But I uh, actually had a question from Mark. Um, from what you're hearing, uh, is it a realistic shot that the Bears will actually build a new stadium in Chicago? 
And does Dave the Cat have a Super Bowl pick? I'll hang up the list. Thank you. I, I will answer both of those questions. Here's what I would say about the stadium thing, and I have to guard against what I want. And that what I want is the downtown stadium. I, I think that would be incredible. That's what I've always wanted. But I accepted the the realism of the what Arlington Heights and that property could potentially do for you. My gut still says the Bears build that stadium in Arlington Heights, but there are glimmers of hope that they could build downtown that I never thought were going to exist, and they do exist right now. First of all, if you live in Arlington, Illinois, you cannot be bougie when people say Arlington Heights. Exactly. I'm just getting defensive. Especially when the population of your village is 169. I, I like I cannot I cannot have you correcting people as if like there's some big mistake that people are making and you need to put some respect on Arlington, Illinois. I just didn't like the comment. I get the joke. I didn't like the comment. Oh, that's like, <laughs> just like bro. Come on, stick, well, with, stick with the comment. It's funny when like one he's one sixty nine. Like, come on, stop it. That's hilarious. You were looking that up. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, I, it's actually Arlington, Illinois. I'm like, bro, no one Isn't it funny how we all are about having you li- having lived in the city of Chicago all of your life yeah. up until now? Don't you dare challenge me on any of the cities in Chicago and their would. suburbs. And don't you dare correct me about Arlington and Arlington Heights. That's in the early 1900s, Arlington, which was then called Lost Grove. Oh, Lost Grove. Lost Grove? Lost Grove. Lost, lost, lost Grove. That's what I'm trying to say, bro. Oh, I got you. Right. Lost Grove. Like okay. It. But anyway, so that's that's the answer. I still, my gut still says this thing's going to happen in Arlington Heights, but there is more hope than I thought there would be. For it's going to happen in Arlington Heights. Yeah, yeah. And because the, the Bears went, the Bears, the Bears did like a, 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 a three bet raise. You know what I mean? Like they went in, they raised, and they said, Arlington, you're on some BS. Check it out. And the 19 was like, I'm going to go over the top. I'm going to raise you. And then oh, yeah. the Bears, yeah. instead of folding, or instead of the Bears, and they didn't go all in, though. Right? Because that's what you would normally do right there. But they confidently three bet this situation. And I think Arlington's going to fold. You think they're going to fold? Mm. Arlington Heights. No. Oh, Arlington. <laughs> I get what you're doing. Well, I want to give you proper respect. I know. I There's 169 people that might <laughs> get upset at me. If you're I... <laughs> so mad. You're so mad. No, I think that what what a big chip that is for Kevin Warren to be carrying around Agreed. in his pocket, the, the potential of the city. But, yeah, I, I right. do think it, it ends there. And Dave the Cat, the – I think he picked Kansas City. Stop it. But What's Dave the mechanism? The Cat, What's the mechanism? Dave the Cat, just what I tell him. Oh, okay. Dave the Cat did just the update on Dave the Cat. I bought a big bag of cat weed from the dispensary the other day. Like nip? No, it's actually just cat oh, okay. nip. Yeah, but it looks like weed. Yeah. It's hilarious Love how they that. package it. It's like, oh, people, people, that looks good to people. So the cat will like Stoners. it. Yeah, Stoners. Yeah. <laughs> Not to people. People, regular people don't buy it. <laughs> but good thing it was a gift. Yeah. Good thing it was exactly. a gift. But I put it, it was very sealed. It was on, but Dave the cat found it on the table, brought it down, clawed it open. And because it's one of those like tough they plastics. Love it. Like oh, that's he's hard. he's so he ready. Got into it. And so that's where things stand with Dave the cat right now. If anybody needed a Dave the so cat. So he's turned to the max. So yeah, Dave is chilling. Mike? Yeah. Well, not, we're not doing cat stories. <laughs> I was gonna tell, I'll tell you. You don't want to do cat stories? I'll, I'll tell you during the commercial break. Okay. All right, uh, we got a couple more phone calls on the line, uh, and can, definitely want to continue to talk about this. 
Uh, and then, not only will we take your phone calls, uh, but the NFL has added a new European city to their list, and they will be playing there next year. What's that city? Uh, we'll take your phone calls and discuss after the break. It's Gabe and Grody right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Big game coverage on The Score is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. Mark Grody used to live in an apartment building where, you know, you couldn't have smoke. It needed to be only smokeless. That's right. Exactly. Can't have it. Do your do your new neighbors in Oak Peasy? Do they have grills in the back porch? I have not noticed any yet. Now I have not been in the OP long enough to experience grilling weather True. or what one would classify as grill. I know a lot of people do cold weather grilling these yeah, days, especially at a smokeless fire pit. Yeah, I think there might be a little few fire pits out in the common area. Solostove.com. Nice. Check out the site. What about you? You got solo stove? You got a grill? You do grilling or no? You know what? I'll, I'll be honest. So, I, I, you know, my, I still own my house in by the United Center. But I, I, because I moved in, you know, November, December, I didn't take my grill. Oh. Didn't make it on the truck. Wow. So my, my tenant, who now lives in my you know, house, old house, his ass got a brand new, <laughs> a brand new grill. So, so you're not a serious griller then? Hell no. Okay. I'm Same a serious cooker. Yeah. I, I cook. I cook, cook anything. Make steaks. I make... Pork chops, rice and beans, all that, like everything. Grilling just doesn't do it for you. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Quick text here. Grody, do you remember the fearing of the Redskins in the playoffs in the 80s? And yeah, back then they were the Redskins, the Washington team. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, too. I mean, okay. in, in the 80s, yeah, there was a fear of that, too. Because I always felt like, because they, they they were ahead of the Bears in terms they were good before the Bears were. Washington was. Like, the Bears yeah. got good in 84 in terms of record. That was the first year that all of a sudden they turned things around. So I always felt like the Bears were chasing that that imprint they had to overcome like the the Washington and Dallas like the two teams that were considered the big right. big dogs of the NFC so there was always that are we fraudulent compared to but then uh, then the bears once upon a time in 1984 beat Washington in the first round of the playoffs did not get past San Francisco but that was the awakening that was the Bears' awakening of this is – it was like the Cubs in 2015. Wh- hello to the world. Here come the Chicago Bears. It sounds Bears. amazing to think about – just to even talk about like a playoff victory sounds great. It doesn't, doesn't feel good. <laughs> like I think I just felt a chill go through my body as I was talking because it was like such a gr- – like to have that sustained success out of an organization – out of the football team in Chicago mm. – is something that is something I hope everybody that's living now gets to eventually yeah. experience. What would the city be like if that ended up happening for the first time in almost 15 years? Well, think about the Good way it burn. is now. <laughs> think about the way it is now in terms of 
how the Bears are revered in this town, how much we talk about the Bears because we like to reflect what our audience desires, yeah. and it's clear in the numbers that people desire. So point is, the Bears have been this middling franchise for so long now, six playoff wins since the, the 85 Bears. It's I, I mean – it would definitely like there'd be higher attention given. To, it would be a different type of attention, but the quantity is already there. Yeah, it'd be it'd be wild. Let's go to John out in Naperville. John, speaking of the Bears, who's the team they feared in the eighties? Well, uh, Gaden Grody, it's uh, good to be on your show. First time for me. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, Mark, I think I'm probably slightly older than you. Okay, I'm fifty-two. So I, Oh, so we're the same age. Yeah. Um, I was actually at the game. So when we talk about the Packers, I'm more disgusted with how we do against yeah. the Packers yeah. because I was actually at the game where the back in '81 where the Bears beat the Packers 61 to seven when oh. Buddy Ryan stole stole the signals. I was at, that, that was actually my third Bears game ever. Um, so yeah, I mean the Packers were pathetic. The, outside of that fake field goal, they lost at 80. That the Bears lost to the Lions at 83. That one was. That was probably the only time they ever lost in the Lions. But, no, the, the bugaboo was definitely the, the Washington Redskins or Washington football team or, the, no, the uh, commanders or whatever they are now. And then but, – but, but it was the 49 – it was always the 49ers because, you know, they, got, they thrashed the Bears in the 84 playoffs. Um, but the one I remember most, I think it was 1987 or 88, when Joe Montana hyperextended his knee back and up, he just – uh, tripped and fell essentially, and then we realized, and it was a big game um, because I think it was for overall best record in the NFC. Um, they brought their backup quarterback in and said, "Oh, we got this game. It's not Joe Montana anymore." <laughs> and got, he beat even worse because the backup quarterback was Steve Young. Steve Young, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's yep. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, yeah, and I, I want to say that it was quite cold as well. I think that's one of the days where where Bears weather like lost a little bit of uh, momentum because <laughs> I like to say it, we all like to think that there's an advantage if you're a Midwest team and you could host in the cold and all that. But that put a little dent in the theory. It's a good call. It really never felt like in the grand scheme of things that in those days, the Bears got the better of San Francisco. They really just didn't. No, they never did. Yeah. They really didn't. No, but yeah, well, and what was it? Uh, I think it was 87, the 87 playoffs uh, when uh, Joe Montana dropped his MVP trophy because they awarded it, but I think before, before the playoffs started back then, we thought, Oh yeah, you know, bad, bad karma, bad karma, this bad karma, that, and it was going to be like five degrees below zero. Yeah, that didn't help. They were just better than we were. Yeah, they're just way better. Yeah. John. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt so much. It hurt so much. John, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate thanks, it. Guys. See you, John. Of course. Uh, let's go to Ray out in Mesa, Arizona. Talk to me about your cubbies and who 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 you're fearful of. Hi, boys. Um, yeah, uh, definitely growing up a Cubs fan. Uh, had to have been the, the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, honestly – you can go any year from like the mid early to mid to early 2000s all the way up to even now, despite last year's fluke. They have been one of our more bitter rivals and frustrating every year, you know, for them to always have like superstars like Yadier Molina, Albert Pujols, Adam Wainwright, Chris Carpenter, those main guys every year would just beat us coming to Wrigley and just. And we always felt like we had no chance. Yeah. You know, no matter how much talent, you know, even in 2015, when we finally beat them in the playoffs, which was beautiful, it was one of my favorite years. 
<laughs> it was rough, you know, growing up a Cubs fan. That same, same man. I hate. I, I was so scared of the Cardinals when I was growing up because. But again, I, but, but girls, I, I look at the Cardinals and I, I think like you know you guys have won enough games against them where there shouldn't be fear. I think about like the Braves for the Cubs, hmm. where it's like the Braves come to town. And you're you're thinking to yourself like, damn, it's gonna be a long weekend. Yeah, I had another one for the Cubs. I don't know if you guys agree, not just because the the playoff series, but weird things always seem to happen with the Marlins against the Cubs. Okay, huh. okay. Huh. I thought you were gonna say the Mets when you when you started with the M, like with the Mets. And even though they beat them, like we were talking you know, twenty or lost to them in twenty fifteen, right? The Met. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they sweeping they... the. Uh, NLCS. Yeah, yeah the, but the Cub, after as fun as 15 was, the Cubs were embarrassed in the NLCS. They could not hit anybody. Matt my, Harvey, <laughs> Noah Syndergaard, peak. My brother, my brother Brandon, I was on. I was doing morning radio down there, and we made a bet. He thought the Cubs were going to win the World Series that year because they had swept you know, the Cardinals. He was drinking the Kool-Aid, younger guy, and I was like, dude, they're, they're not winning. And I don't have any tattoos on me, and I was like, I'll bet you a tattoo. So the bet was that whoever lost had to get Chicago put on their body in the font of the team's mm. away jersey. So for me, I would have to get Chicago Cubs, Chicago uh, uh, somewhere. Okay. And he would. So obviously the the Sox or excuse me, the Cubs lost, and he has a tattoo on his ass. My brother Brandon, when you meet him, he has a tattoo on his ass of the Chicago White Sox logo away jersey, where it says Chicago. It looks like the Bulls jersey, but Chicago on his ass. Oh, as a result wow. of it. So the next year, 2016, my brother Brandon then says, we got to run back the bet. And I was like, no, no, I'm not getting a tattoo. You guys might win this year. No. And I was like, but I'll bet you money. So I had to pay him 600 bucks. He, I gave him six to one. He put up 100 bucks. Cubs obviously win. And I pay him in change. <laughs> One of those. You I mean, Nichols dying. Bad guy. Nick, is it? He's so pissed to this day. Oh, like, I bet. And I'm like, bro, I gave you $600 and you're tripping about how I gave it to you? Just take it to one of those machines of Jewel and just dump it in there just, to get your cash. No, you know, you know what he did? You know what? He did that. Uh-huh. And they took like, you know, 40 bucks away. And he's like, bro, you owe me 40 bucks. They took it out. <laughs> like, nah, that's your bad, bro. Wow. You should have did something else. I don't think you should overthink it, though. Because back, back to... You mentioned the, the Braves. Like you're thinking, oh, the Cubs should be af- afraid of the Braves. It, unfortunately, there. I I would say in my lifetime, it's the Cardinals because they they always are scary and they've yeah. beaten the crap out of the Cubs so many times. And I know that that's changed now a little bit. The other team was, and I think a lot of Cubs fans would agree with this. Again, history lesson: the Cubs used to be in the National League East. And in that division, there was a little team called the New York Mets. Mm. And I hated them. And it had nothing to do. I didn't see 69, so I had nothing to do right. with, with 69. Um, you know. So I my hate was because they were competing. They were the second best team in the division in 1984 when the Cubs won the division. And Wrigleyville becomes Wrigleyville. And Harry is Harry. And all of that kind of stuff. But it that, that, was, that was a different kind of thing, mm. for sure. That was a great man. I love, I love that. That's why I want to talk about it. Take a little stroll down. Yeah, there. sometimes we do that. Um, NFL is going to Spain next year. Ah, yes. Just putting that out there. That's where they're going to be going. Um, speaking of, oh damn, I was trying to make the connection with Spain and running of the Bulls, and then trying to segue to Bulls. Ooh, I almost did it. Yeah. NFL is going to Brazil too. Did you see that, Gabe? Brazil, Brazil. 
I guess I guess I'm about to make my first trip. You know what? You know what's funny, man. It's like Eagles are hosting on a Friday, the day after Thursday, to start the season. <laughs> the day after Thursday. Well, you know what I mean. The yeah. day after the opening game. Right, 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 right. I wonder oh, if anybody else had the same effect that I did when you said that the NFL is going to Spain. And then even subsequently, Tyler, when you Brazil. said that they're going to Brazil, my head immediately went, oh, they haven't been there yet? They haven't been, they haven't been over there? It just fe- and, and I get, because I get the rest of the sports mixed up, too, right. about different trips that our baseball teams and our Bulls basketball teams. Have t- right. So it doesn't, like, I want to be like, oh, that's great, that's cool, but it feels like huh? it's happened. All right. Uh, yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that basketball team. The Chicago Bulls Bulls. uh, got themselves a victory yesterday. Kobe White continues to play at an exceptionally high level, uh, but no moves made at the trade deadline. Grody now discussed that and what these 30 games that AK, you know, is banking everything on, what those look like as well. It's Gabe and Grody on a Friday right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.